You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Rev. Trudy Daly. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. Welcome, and today we're happy to have back with us Adrian Evans from AF Ministries. Hi, everybody. It's good to be in your space again. And, um, you know, as, as you um, have, if you've heard any other sessions, you know that I'm a believer of the journey of life. It's not like climbing a mountain and then our life just dives into oblivion. It's this continual journey of learning, adjusting, growing. Life is, is a journey. It's an absolute journey. And so I'm wanting to do a um, few sessions um, being mentored by life. And uh, like I said, you know, my other things have been live to lead and life's journey and, and leading in life. But I'm, I so want to understand, I want people to understand that so many scriptures that we we go to in the Bible are part of somebody's life journey. They're not sermons. They're not points. They're Everybody's on a journey. And so it only takes us like five minutes to might maybe read a chapter or something. But after that, then we move on. But these people actually lived that five minutes in several years or decades, depending on what we're reading. So I want to uh, share a few sessions about being mentored by life itself. Um, so often we, we can find mentors spiritually, uh, we can have life coaches, we can buy books and we can do that aspect of mentorship. But most of the mentoring that I believe we experience, we learn or it takes away from our life is everyday life, everyday interaction, the people we do life with. We can't always choose who we, who we, who we walk close to, but our co-workers, our siblings, our family, oftentimes we just get to walk with them. Um, about the only ones we can truly choose are our friends. Uh, the rest, we, we get to learn, we get to choose who we can learn from, what we can learn from who. Uh, I just really want to chat with you. I really don't want to preach or, or just run a million words today. But I want us to hear that a lot of our growth comes from everyday life and the people we interact with, the people who are in our circle. So often we have gold in our circle and yet we don't see that gold or we listen to the wrong people because they are in our circle. And um, I'm, I'm a, just such a believer that in life we're always following somebody or somebody is always following us. Somebody is watching us to learn whether they understand that or not. Um, fathers, mothers are being watched by their children. Uh, we're going to address this shortly. The old adage, don't do as I do, do as I say, doesn't work in life because people learn by observation. And so 
the, the conversation that I want to talk about today in the Bible happened between a great hero of faith, Moses, and his father-in-law, Jethro. Jethro is not so well known, and it takes place in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 18. And I want to read the chapter because this is only one chapter. It's one conversation, but it not only saved Moses, it helped people and it brought through a new structure, new ideas and new ways to move forward. This was such a pivotal, such an important conversation that sometimes we just read over and we say, oh, there was Jethro, he had a few sheep and he was the father-in-law. But actually, he was brought together with Moses through Moses marrying his daughter. And now Jethro is actually about to step into the role of mentor to Moses for a short season of his life. But in this season, in this short conversation compared to both their lives, it was going to bring such change. And I want to have a look at some of the qualities of Jethro and some of the qualities of Moses where one is qualified to speak into our life and one is, and the qualities we need to have a growing, an attitude to grow, to have a growth mentality. Moses, if, if we have a look here and we have a look at uh, this story, if you can just bear with me while I read the one chapter. So if you're at home and you have your Bible, get your Bible out. If you don't, just listen to it. And if you're not a person of faith, let me tell you, these principles work. They're about character. They're about adding to your life. They work. In verse 1, it says, Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back with her two sons. Excuse me, uh, I have new glasses on. You can't see it out there in Radio Land, but they're worse than my Walmart glasses, so they're not very good. <laughs> She bought her two, they bought the two sons of whom the name was, one was Gershon, for he said, I've been a stranger in a foreign land. And the name of the other was Eliezer, for he said, the God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness, where he was encamped at the mountain of God. Now he had said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and your two sons with her. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other about their well-being and they went into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake and all the hardship that had come upon them on the way and how the Lord had delivered them. Then Jethro rejoiced for all the good which was all the good which the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods for the very thing in which they behaved proudly, he was above them. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering 
and the other and other sacrifices to offer to God. Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. And so it was on the next day that Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood before Moses from morning until evening. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, he said, what is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and the people stand before you from morning until evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people came to me to inquire of God. When they have difficulties, they come to me and I judge between one and another and I make known the statues of God and his laws. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, the thing that you do is not good. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out for this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. Listen now to my voice and I'll give you counsel and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people so that you may bring the difficulties to God and you shall teach each, you shall teach them the statutes and the laws and show them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifty, rulers of ten. And let them judge the people at all times. Then it will be that the very great matters they shall bring to you, but every small matter they themselves shall judge. So it will be easier for you and for this people, for they will bear the burden with you. If you... If you do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure and all this people also will go to their place in peace. Moses heeded the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he said. Moses chose out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, hundreds, rulers of fifties, rulers of tens. So they judged the people at all times and the hard cases they brought to Moses but they judged every small case themselves. So thank you for listening to that and my really bad reading with my glasses here. That's better. God bless Walmart glasses. That's all I can say. <laughs> so here we have Moses is just doing life and this chance meeting with his father-in-law. His father-in-law didn't come in on the scene as a big mentor who was going to change his life, but his father-in-law came to return Moses' wife and two sons, which was Jethro's daughter. And so here, when Jethro was watching Moses and the people, he saw that they were on a slippery slope downhill. So he said, everyone will be tired and worn out. That's why I want to talk about these two men today, because their interchange, this short conversation, changed not Jethro's life, but changed Moses' life, the direction of how they did life as a nation. This is a major change. This is a major shift. And there was so much more in Jethro than just being a positive person. You know, like sometimes we say, well, I need good climbing partners in life, so let me find somebody positive to follow. Now, we need so much more in the people we're truly going to open our hearts to. We need to find out a lot of things about them before we want to follow them. 
See, Jethro was a pastor of a few sheep in the desert. He, he really didn't have a big ministry like Moses. Moses was a miracle worker. He was a prophet of God. He was a great leader. And he led hundreds of thousands of people. And by comparison, these two ministries were so at opposite ends of the scales in their, their size. But after Jethro's visit and after the conversation that we just read, Moses became a man of prayer. He developed a plan. He selected and he trained leaders. He released them to do the work and he only did what they could not do. All of this structure Moses brought into his life and into this ministry and into this whole, into this nation because the pastor of a few sheep came in and observed and saw Moses doing life and said, man, you guys are going to kill yourself. You're going to wear yourselves out here. So what happened when Moses put this plan into place, God supplied strength to Moses, peace for the people and empowerment for a host of new leaders. Now we have a plan to move forward. See, this is what I love. You know, you know we, we so often think it's going to happen with the big names and the big events and the big things. And like I love the fact that Jesus did his most talked about miracle at a family function. He turned water into wine. He didn't go there as the Messiah. He went there as family and there was a need and he turned water into wine. It was a natural event of the, the miracle power of God working in everyday life, exactly what we're seeing here. And my, my heart is that we have people, we have Jethro's in our life and we have, and sometimes we, we can pass them over because we think, well, they're smaller than I am, they're not as important or they're not as influential or, or we, we just for a myriad of reasons. But you and I may not be Moses or Jethro, but these two ordinary men brought together by family cross paths in life, they learnt from each other. Moses was being mentored by Jethro just in this season of his life and it was to set him up for the rest of his life. And we can never underestimate the importance of every season, every God connection, like God joined these two people under the banner of family. He brought them together but God had another purpose in mind too. He was going to use Jethro's wisdom to speak into his leader, Moses. And so I don't know about you, but I get excited about little things like that. You know, we, we have in our lives, uh, we have people with greatness in them. We have much fruit and success surrounding them and others we need to acknowledge but not take their words to heart. They're the people that we don't get to choose that are in our life when we... we we, we, we don't take their words. We just we do life with them, but we don't bring change. They don't bring change to our life. We don't let their words influence us. But the other people with some of the qualities that Jethro had, we take to heart, we listen, we adjust, we do. And it's, it's an everyday thing. So it sounds like a grand story to tell, but the truth, the truth is that listening to the right people at the right time can change your life can change your business, can change your family. I want to have a look at Jethro here, at just some things that made Jethro the great man that he is. Understated, absolutely. Number one, this is what you look for to allow people to speak into your life, these qualities of Jethro. Jethro was a seasoned man. 
He'd been around. He'd endured the seasons of life that bring wisdom. He had understanding. He had knowledge. He was grounded as he peacefully kept the sheep that God had trusted to him. There would have been battles that he won and lost on his journey, but he stayed in the race and learned on the journey. He was not young in ministry. He was a man who had stood the test of time. I went to a business conference a few years ago and I was amazed at the amount of millionaires, accomplished business people that had failed, not once, not twice, sometimes three times. But they got up and they learned from what happened and they started again. These are seasoned people to me. Not someone who pretended there were no problems or, and, and they don't share that. These are people that are seasoned. They know what it is to do life, to do the journey, to stay in the journey, to grow stronger with wisdom and understanding because life is not smooth. And you and I can't relate to somebody who wants to tell us everything's perfect and nothing's going to go wrong. Uh, that's just not life. So Jethro was a seasoned man. You know, I love Thomas Edison. We, a lot of people talk about him. I think he's amazing. But, you know, in his older years, Thomas Edison watched as his workplace burnt down. And he said to someone, quickly, go and get my wife. She'll never see another fire like this one. You know, like... You know, that's, that's the, the storyline of a seasoned person. He cleaned up and out of the ashes, he rebuilt again. That's somebody that I want to listen to. That's somebody that you and I need to listen to. Not somebody who just got upset and thought everybody failed him and said, you know what, at this stage of my life, I'm not going to start again and woe is me and poor me. No, he got up because he was still alive on the inside. See, someone is seasoned, they keep going. They're the ones. To me, they are the gold in your life and they're the gold in my life, the ones around me who don't know how to quit. At times in life, it's just so easy to stop or it's so easy to quit. It's so easy to hide. The most difficult and courageous action you can take sometimes is to get up again. Be wise Follow after someone who has been seasoned with wisdom and understanding in life. But get up again and follow after wisdom and understanding in a person. The, the famous quote says, People's minds are changed through observation. People do what people see. I want to keep on my radar people who are seasoned, who will get up and keep pushing in, in, in spite of the judgment. I tell you what, sometimes I thought Paul would have been easier for Paul when he got saved to go fishing because Paul had to stand up in front of all the people that he displaced, families, he destroyed, houses he built down. He, Paul had to get up there and say, you know what, I was wrong and you were right. I think Paul needed more grace than I could ever imagine to carry on even in ministry. I think it would be easier to say I'm going to get an island somewhere and just, you know, live happily ever after. And I listen to people like that because it takes grace sometimes to stand up in front of humanity and say, you know what, I was wrong, I could have done it differently, but I'm not going to quit, I'm going to do it again because on my radar, I'm not looking for quitters and at quitters, I'm looking at seasoned people who understand the strength that is needed sometime to rise up and go again. 
So the first quality that Jethro had, he was a seasoned man. He's gone through all the seasons, experienced so much. He has stood the test of time and he was deeply wise. So as we close this one session, I just want to ask you, scan the horizon of your life. Who, who do you have that you're not listening to? And who do you have that you are listening to? You know, I think Jethro was sort of a quiet guy because it said he just watched and he observed. And um, so be courageous, rise up and keep going and determine in your heart that at the end of your journey, you will be a seasoned person and you'll be able to mentor so many people and you will also have victory after victory in your own life. God bless you and I'll see you again soon. Dear listeners, thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.